Hello, welcome to You Haven't Blanked That. I'm Forrest. And this is Jimmy. tonight um no no <laughs> anyway uh, this week we are going to talk about the movie roxanne written written by my favorite c martin uh jimmy do you have a description of this movie <clears throat> let's see this is a modern take on Cyrano de bergerac a big nose fire chief writes love notes to a gorgeous astronomy student for a, a tongue-tied friend then falls for her himself. Steve Martin is hands down like one of my favorite writers. His books, his movies. The only movie I watch with him in it is Mixed Nuts. I watch it every year the around Christmas. Yeah, you've seen The Jerk. I've you? seen The Jerk. Have you never seen Bowfinger? You tell me you've seen Bowfinger. No. <gasps> you've never seen Bowfinger? No. Oh, is that the one with... Um, Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. I've seen part of it. Uh, Jimmy, what'd you think of this? Hmm. Really? Hmm. <laughs> really? Hmm. Really? Uh, yeah. Was, just, hmm. Just, uh, there, there's a lot of things about it that, like, I was like, okay. But you know what? I don't hate... I am not a big fan of Cerno de Bergerac. Okay, why is that? This movie insists upon itself, and I don't like it. That's Steve Martin's comedy, though. No, but the thing is, like... Parts of the movie that were like, ah, okay, ah, okay, or the parts in the play that I'm like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? Like the him where he's giving the insults, and you go, oh, you big nose, he you goes, like, oh, that's so he goes, good. how about, you know, humor, blah, 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 and extra sensual. That's, like, oh, that's from the old movie no, as I well know. as the play. So, like, you mean, so, but that always bothered me in those in those movies too, you Why? know what I mean? I don't know, because I, I feel like it's very, like, I don't know, very show off So why is it okay if, if, if Shakespeare does it, but it's not okay with... I'm not sure who wrote Surrounding the Birds. So uh, okay. how did so, Shakespeare... Uh, no, like, he, he can do, like, witty humor like that. No, no, for sure. But the thing is, like, it's very, like, this and this to this. Like, it's a like, counter to what whatever. This, even in the old play, in the it does that. It, but it, it does, like, just like this one, where, like, it should have been maybe... In this one, they do, like, 20. 20. I think in the play, they do maybe 10, 15. Cool scene, cool like repertoire, or whatever. But I feel like it's too excessive. Trim that down by half or whatever, but have it. You know what I mean you don't need all twenty of the insults. It just shows how charismatic he is and how on point he is and how yeah, whatever. This but this is a flawed character. This is a character who pities himself by his looks and is like very aggressive to anybody who steps over that. Well, yeah, they, they show that in the first few minutes when he's when he's hitting beat those guys up with the tennis racket. Yeah, which and then, has my one of my favorite lines. But I really admire your shoes. But the, I, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes at this particular time and place. Yeah, yeah. But that's very Cyrano de Bergerac, like the yeah. old days. But like, 
he is a uh, very wise, very the best swordsman in town, and a very kind of like a pompous guy who kind of holds court. But that's the character C. Martin portrayed in the '80s and the '90s. Right. That's, but but, but that's, I, but I that's feel Steve Martin comedy career on. You're right. But this version of Senator Bradshaw that he does the callbacks to. Which I get, he is. Let's just modernize it and just trim that down a little bit. You know what I mean? But it's also, here's the thing. Like I said, this is peak Steve Martin. He has that silly sense of humor that he's just going to put out there. Like he's just going to do it. It's yeah. just going to be kind of like because a wacky joke. In, in and the, there's a few wacky things in this movie. Yeah, in the old movie, in the play, uh, Roxanne is his cousin. But I like that they give her the Kowalski last name to just kind of break it out. Just like, oh, what an ugly name. Oh, no, it's a beautiful name. You know what I mean? Steve Martin version of Cyrano is pretty dead on. And actually, I find his Steve Martin version to be charming. It's just certain callbacks to the old plays. I feel like those are excessive. Okay. They're excessive in this movie, too. They could have been trimmed up a little bit and still had its part and moved the story along. Okay. But, like, yeah, the whole 20 insults, whatever. That's, like, my favorite part of this movie, dude. Yeah. Because it's just... But that reminds me of another movie which I what I know we both love is Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead yeah the whole tennis so match it... love because that that's that's fun and light but it doesn't go on it, it plays back and forth but it carries the story along the story and everything is stopped we're focusing on this moment about how you insulted me and I'm showing you how much of an idiot you are by giving you better insults but in the play like there's like a couple bandits that are like you know waiting to like attack somebody else and uh Cyrano's just like okay cool how many men a hundred so, men i'll kill them so all so he kind of so he kind of splits up that scene at the beginning then kind of like that scene you can tell that's what that is like, yeah, yeah I, mean, for I, sure. I, I mean i can picture the parallels to the play yeah and but it's, it's like a hundred men which is more like 20 men and then like but like it's the same type of a thing you know what i mean but they just obviously switched it out which makes the story work a lot better because yeah. it introduces you to the character right away and just like in the old movie they did so beautifully where you don't see Cyrano right away. It's like, you know, basically this guy's up on stage. He's mocking him from on stage. He goes, didn't I tell you not to ever show up again? Why don't you get off stage? Like, I'm done with you. And, like, and then he's going on. He goes, what did I just tell you? Who's talking? And they look, and it's just shoes in the way. And he opens up his, like, shoes, and you see his face. And you're like, okay, cool. It's just a normal dude. And then, like, as he stands up and he turns, he turns, and you, you see, see how long the nose is. And you're like, oh, okay. And then just like this was, I thought the intro was super great with Steve Martin, where like he's coming in he's and he's walking around singing the song. You can't focus on it because it's so far away. But then up until like the two guys check him on like, oh, check out his nose, blah blah blah. Yeah. Then the the yuppies are like kind of like whatever. No, he starts to say it and he goes, "Don't." And, but he turns around and that's when you see how big his nose yeah. is. I thought that was a great intro to a character. Great way to show how charismatic he is, how sure of himself is, but still flawed because he still is very on edge on his nose. Yeah. And then like, but I like how they told you why he's never got a, like a rhinoplasty, not because of the name, but just for the sheer fact that he can't go under because he's allergic. Under, yeah. He's a firefighter. He's a fire chief. Fire chief. Yeah. And uh, he has to go open the door for uh, Nick and Daryl Hannah who. Got naked because her robe got caught on the door. Oh, because the cat took her out. Yeah, yeah. Which I like how she was like, do you want me to get you a coat? No, I think I'm okay just out here freezing. And he's like, okay. Seabarn goes into the firehouse. The firehouse is on fire. And he goes, come on, guys. We're the fire department. Like, well, we need the people to be depending on us. But he's very charismatic, too, where he just grabs the fire extinguisher. He's making his point. Fire out. Clean this up. Do I need to tell you again? They come downstairs, clean it up. And he goes... 
I gotta go help somebody with door who got locked out. Do you need help, Chief? No, no, no. It's gonna be a boring call. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he walks up and tells. <laughs> that there again, like, see, that's a very uh, Serena de Bergerac move right there, where he's in control of the situation. He's able to hold court. He's able to like kind of do things on his own means and go forward to rescue a damsel in distress. Yeah, that's where I think he they modernize the story well there. You know yeah. I mean? But like whenever they hark back to like older like bits, I feel like, okay, you could have made that cleaner too. You know what I mean? So you, that's where I'm kind of like yeah. iffy on like whether I like it or not. The new firefighter comes in, Chris. Oh, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the guys from the fire department goes, picks him up from whatever and is walking him to the fire station. So yeah, they call it Maestro because like he's the master of all the ladies. Yeah. And that, that's such a French like, Oh, cliche. He comes in, and then the guy's like, oh, that guy's just being pervy with that girl that's walking by. He's like, oh, my gosh, what is this? Oh, it's the part of your butt cheek to your thigh that connects or whatever. And then, like, aren't you so-and-so, the centerfold for Playboy? Yeah, like, he's using these really bad lines. Yeah, and it's just like, dude, like, you're a fucking creep. The girl yeah. takes off all upset. Later on, Roxanne is, like, you know, there with her cousin, right? Dixie? Dixie's her cousin? Dixie, no, Dixie is... Oh, she's the old landlord to the yeah, yeah to the place that she sold it to. You see the two fire guys. You see Chris, the young guy, who's very kind of like, oh yeah, I'm good looking and blah blah. blah. I'll get the ladies, but he's, I couldn't tell whether he was a virgin or not because he's so just stumbly with women, just for the sheer fact that like he can't even uh, talk to a girl without yeah. needing to vomit or like you know stumble with his own. Yeah. Work, you know what I mean. That guy talking to Roxanne, making his move. He goes, yeah, go make your move, and then like she blows him off. And then, but I like how she away. She goes like, he goes, oh, come see me over there. Like, if you see me coming over with my breast heaving and covered in sweat, it's because I'm ready for you. And then like, so he's like, oh yeah, thinking like he's got a chance, but like she just blew yeah. him off. But then that's where Roxanne sees Chris for the first time and thinking like, oh, he's a handsome dude. I, I like him. Later on in the movie, he goes to the bookstore to pick up a book for one of the other firemen who's too embarrassed. For, French, whatever, yeah. poems or whatever. Yeah. And then so, but Roxanne's there and she sees it too and thinking like, okay, cool, like, like he's, not only is he handsome, but he's smart too. So, you know, like, she's doing a lot of presumptions on this guy that she has yeah. no idea who it is. But at the same time, her and Charlie ends up spending all this time with her. He's obviously liking her and whatever. And then I think it's a little fucked up that Dixie kind of implied that she was falling in love with him. Yeah, you know I mean, because that's a little fucked up thing to do. Because like, how are you supposed to like tell somebody that? And then like, I feel super bad for Steve Martin at that point because like now he's just happy because this beautiful woman is in love with him, even though he thinks he's gross. He, like, because he even said, "Oh, I find him handsome." And he goes, "Oh, you think he's handsome?" Thinking like she can see beyond the like the outerness that I'm a good looking, like I'm a good yeah. dude. You know what I mean? And then it's kind of like, "Oh yeah, can you talk to your?" Your employee, Chris, for me, and like you can see the snap in his heart, and you're like, Oh, that sucks. Yeah, so he does. And then there's that famous, you know, the, the mocking of the famous scene where he's talking to her, for, where he's talking for Chris and ta- feeding him lines. That That's another scene that they took from the play yeah. is that whole like the well, nose, like the most... a nose so long that the birds could perch upon it. That's yeah. that's from the play, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, they have that whole thing where Chris is just like convinces Steve Martin, um, can you do me a favor and can you write something for me? And he writes that letter. He goes, uh, I wish I wrote it down. Oh, yeah. But it was like such horse shit. It's like, oh, I was a dickhead. Don't use the word dickhead. With 
Roxanne, you deep more uh, eloquent, more blah, 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 blah. And I love that scene where, like, Chris and him are just kind of talking. He goes, no, 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 I can't write this. I can't write this. But it should kind of start off with, like, so-and-so. And Chris just grabs the chair and just goes right behind Steve Martin and just tucks him into the chair and pushes him to the thing. He goes, but I need the right pen. Get the greatest pen you get. And then, like, he's, like, <laughs> and he's just, like, writing these letters. And then, like, Chris goes in the kitchen to cook. And then, like, he's, like, reading. And he's, like, okay, cool. That sounds perfect. Steve Martin tells us, like, how do you feel about her? Like, what? what's the first thing you, you thought about? Yeah. Uh, oh, it's horny. He goes, okay, yeah, don't tell her you're horny. Just tell her that you're on fire. And trying to be more eloquent with his words. Yeah. and like, But, like, that's where he just ends up doing his own thing. Oh, but Steve Martin is just literally at, at a certain point, he because he's in love with her. He's just writing his own feelings down for her. And then he's just penning his name to her. To the whole no, because I remember seeing like that first time I saw that scene was on Muppet Babies because they would always kind of like intersplice real movies. Oh, yeah, 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 and that's where they did it on there, but it was Gonzo. Oh, uh, really? Oh, that's cool, yeah. but yeah, like so. Uh, then it leads into the whole thing where like she's in love with him, and then Chris calls Charlie to come with them to like as he talks to her, so he's on the radio, and that was a pretty cool scene too. Where like mm-hmm. once again, some of the lines pulled from the play where I am the hunter and you are my you are yeah. the hunting, but not a defenseless like you know prey, but like a powerful you know and that yeah. whole like whatever. And he goes, uh, "Car fifty two, car fifty two, like where are you?" And, like that whole like radio communication was pretty funny yeah i mean there's a bunch of like really good bits in this movie yeah but then that, then that later on he fumbles at that one and that's the night where he goes out and then that's that whole classic scene feed me the lines so i could say to her yeah and then they do the old switcheroos like give me your, give your hat give, give me your cape and hat and i'll speak for the you know yeah. type of thing have you ever seen good morning vietnam not all the way through it's been a while okay never mind um that dude, what how breaking scene was that though? He's like telling her his yeah. love, and then he's like, "Shut up, Chris." What he goes, "I'm telling myself to shut up because I yeah." He's like stumbling through the word, and that you can see how good he is at acting. That he's acting nervous, honest, and his words are coming out really just from his own. Even when he's like, "Just I need you to say a word," and then he goes, "It's not a verb or whatever. It's just one word." And then she goes, "What word is it?" He goes, "Yes," and she goes, "Yes." He's just so in love with her that he's like moving forward beyond like the shrouds of like the canopy of the of yeah. the trees and now like is holding on to the pillar ready to climb up to her and then Chris just grabs his jacket, jacket pulls him back says thanks man I got it from here give me a take off the hat switch hats and he takes off oh, dude that's so devastating and then cause I like I've done that before where I help somebody, like, you know, write a text to somebody. I'm like, oh, yeah, just say this and this and this. And then, like, oh, what else should I say? And the next thing you know, I'm having, like, fixing their, like, take this out because it sounds weird. Take this out and maybe yeah. say something like this at the end. He ends up boning yeah. her. And then, like, it's kind of like, oh, oh, crap. Like, that that was all just nonsense. You got Cyrano, like, just upset about the whole thing. Just kind of like, because he loves her. And yeah. then you got Chris, who's just, just wanted to fuck. And, like, he got his fuck in. But he needed to know, like... I mean, I couldn't. I was up there and I couldn't do it. In blah blah blah. I'm like, well, did you have sex or not? And he's trying to tiptoe around it. Yeah. He goes, I couldn't do it the third time. And you could just see that pain yeah. in like Steve Martin's heart. Like basically the Ralph Wiggum and Lisa Simpson yeah, moment. Yeah. You, you can just pinpoint his heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, it was right there. I was like, uh, and you can see it pretty well too. And then Roxanne has to leave for a week. And then for he a week. Goes and hits, hits the bartender. But then she was like. Here's my address. Give it to Chris so that way he can write to me. Steve Martin, idiot at this. That's not his girlfriend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Basically, he just lie, helped lie to have his buddy sleep with this girl. But then he's writing to her 
two, three times a day about how he feels about everything about her and like yeah, and he's doing it at the diner and, and he's not even telling anybody. He's not even telling Chris, who's supposedly no. the guy. Like I, that's just dumb thinking right now. You know what I mean? And then at at that point, so she leaves for the week. Yeah. And when and while that while she's gone, he's like writing her still and everything. But when he when she gets back, she, the Chris is left with the bartender. Her uh, Roxanne's best yeah. friend. And then, like, but the thing is, like, you can see where that chemistry is real because yeah. he's no longer nervous. He's cool with where he is with her. She's cool with where he is with her. And like, she even says, "I shouldn't be talking to you because I know you're with Roxanne." Roxanne. And he goes, "No, and I'm he's not." Like, oh, I'll just write a letter. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. We could run off and we'll yeah, just write her a letter." And that's where Dixie, oh, tells her that uh, Roxanne's coming home early. And Charlie's supposed to meet up with him, and he freaks the fuck out and runs over to like stop the whole yeah, or tell Chris what's up because he's been writing to her. That's where he leaves the last letter behind because he was writing it, and then like that that is a great scene too at the top where like uh, he rings the doorbell and Roxanne comes down and he flips his way to the top, is trying to talk to Chris and then she's coming back so he runs back downstairs, <laughs> rings the doorbell again. They're just going back and forth on like the whole, but that was, that was a cool scene, especially when they, like he's behind the door, and then Chris sees that he's behind the door, and like Roxanne's like, there was nobody there. Maybe those damn kids. Let's all, let's all go downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they come back down the thing. Like he tells her, I've been writing letters. How many? Ah, twenty. Ah, twenty. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he runs inside, and then that's where like she's kind of like whatever. He panics because he has, he doesn't know what to say, so he runs away like a like a little bitch. At that point, she must have known like something was up because. You can't be just writing like all these letters, professing your love, and then stumble your way out and literally run away. Yeah, it's you know what I mean? like, yeah. And so she should have known something was up, but like she didn't. That's where a bullshit of a fucking guy Chris is because like he literally runs to the arms of her friend. Yeah, and, and then, says like, "Let's go, this, this, come with me." Okay, cool, let's go. And he's like, "Aren't you gonna break up with Roxanne?" No, why would I do that? Oh, I'll just write her a letter. I mean, you piece of shit. And especially dumb bitch of her stealing your best friend's man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dumb of her thinking like, oh, this piece of shit fucking cheated on my best friend. So obviously he's going to treat me well. There's some people out there that think. like, oh, no, that won't happen. Funny if people have been like, no, I'm good. Yeah, because that's he's going to do the same. Once you get to Reno, I guarantee you that type of guy will eventually cheat. Eventually that thing will. <sighs> When it comes to cheaters, they're always cheaters. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. It's, like, it's, not, it's not a question. I don't think it's like a once a cheater, always a cheater thing. Yeah. I think if you're young and you make stupid mistakes. If you're young and you make stupid mistakes, fine. But if you're in your mid-20s and above and you're cheating, you're always a cheater. Yeah, you should know by then. You should, yeah. at that point, you should always know common courtesy of like, yeah. okay, I have to end this correctly i have to do this correctly yeah and regardless of where emotional stance or how uncomfortable you are you have to end relationships you know yeah. I mean? and like but yeah i feel like chris in this story is a bitch like yeah. you're a bitch who has trouble with women like that should be a red flag if a guy can't fucking talk to you if he likes you yeah that's, that's a fucking problem because like this guy just has what other people fucking yeah. run his game why he just bangs has people set up pussy for him yeah yeah it's just it i think that's why i don't like this movie as much because i don't like that whole like that aspect of it yeah you know what i mean it's just i feel like it's so yeah so you get chris who fucking runs off writes a letter to 
to Roxanne, dips it under her fucking like door. Then Dixie fucking reads the letter, thinking, "Oh my god, this is what he's writing about." So he wrote, "This is written by you know, Charlie." Yeah. Slides down to the door, so the two are there. One saying, "Fucking bye, bitch. I don't need to see you." He's like I'm running off. Doesn't even tell her that it's for another. Not even in person. Yeah. Not even that it's her best friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that he's seen somebody else. It's just, I'm out of town. Bye. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, you gave up your career as a fireman to be be a dealer with some cocktail waitress? Like, what the fuck? You know, Charlie's being called to Roxanne, so he runs over there because he's obviously in love with her. You know what I mean? And then, like, she tells him to read the letter, and then he's like, oh. And then, like, I like how he's like, oh, well, this is a really nice letter. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, this is super nice. And then he goes, read the back. And he goes like, oh, and it says, this is written by Charlie, signed Dixie. And he's like, that fucking bitch. (laughs) And then then he's like, at that point, they have that argument, which, well, she should. Like, she was lied to from the beginning. And, like, it's like, what the fuck? Like, Charlie, you can't fucking just lie about it. Like, she banged this dude because... She yes. was duped to believe that that's who was doing the talking, and it wasn't. So is this rape by proxy? Yeah, it's rape by proxy. I think that's why it just bugs me. Is that how the, the play is like at all, or no? Kind of. It, I, I forget the ending of it, but it's, yeah, like, basically he's cut out, and then it's like, whatever. I love that argument, because obviously they care about each other, and you can see that they care about each other, because they're constantly coming back in, and then, like, are, I'm leaving in ten seconds, you know? Yeah. Ten, and she comes back out, and it's like, you could tell it's there. God damn it, apologize. I mean, like, you you did her wrong. She is rightly upset, and, like, you can't fucking apologize. Then he slut shames her. Well, you're the one who slept with him on the first night, Miss fucking Floozy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, oh, dude, now you slut shamer. And happily ever after. But the best scene in this movie is when he's at the fire station, and he's just, like, downtrodden. He's just kind of like, whatever. And then he's just like... And he's just... Something hits him, and he's just kind of walking, and he gets to the fire station, he goes... There's a fire. Where? And he goes, I don't know. And then he's just falling his nose to the yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was super dope. And then, oh, dude. Fucking uh, Willard. Dude, how young does he look? Right? Oh, my God. Well, he's also in Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap was out before this. Yeah, but like he, like he, this one is like, he's like the main, like, I'm the mayor. I'm yeah. also the... And then plus, like, he's like, I had an idea. Like, you know, like, a cow that drinks beer. Like, yeah. And then Steve Martin's like... What a great idea. I have his hair for the obsession. He plucked that idea from the tree and put it in his pocket. Like, But it's uh, this charming mo- that Yeah, but I think that's where it is. I think it's just that rape poc- Rape by proxy? Yeah, that just, it bothers me. I don't know. It's just, but I don't overall hate this movie. I find it charming. I figure some of the old classic callbacks should have been trimmed, but I mean, it's a, it's a good movie. I, I like it, I guess. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so, wh- how old were you when you watched this movie? Uh, this is one of those ones that was also on around the same time, uh, like Raising Arizona was on. Oh, okay. Movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they used to show it on HBO all the time because Steve Martin was hot shit, dude. Yeah. No, it, it's just um, certain stories should just kind of like, were in their time and they can't go any further. I feel like Serena Bergerac Oh, CD. CD. Yeah. Uh, did you really take it on? Yeah, it really did. It really did. That's why he doesn't have a name, but then they call him Charlie. Uh, I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but that's why um, that should have been there. The a remake of that works, but like, it has that rapiness to it. 
first episode in March, we are going to do... Finally going to get into some David Lynch. Ooh, what are we going to do? We are going to do a movie called Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Okay. Um, first of all... Does this take place after Twin Peaks? Before and after. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And it is a, a movie prequel slash sequel there are some there are some surprises in this movie that i am not going to tell you about okay wait does this movie i don't want to know anything i want no, to watch I, it you need to go into it I, this movie is going to I, there's some surprises in this movie. okay i don't no tell me no more I'm, I'm gonna watch it okay but that gum you like is coming back in style well that's gonna do it for the episode this week if you have any questions or comments you can hit us up at our instagram at yh blank that or you can email us at yhblankthat at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.